Welcome to the Diet Die Tribe podcast. This show is designed to talk about all of the honest failures and successes when it comes to diet and exercise. Yes, we want this to be uplifting, but we also want it to be truthful and realistic. As we age, folks, our bodies slow down, our metabolisms drop off, our sex drives go haywire, and nothing goes the way we want it to, as you all know. But we want to talk about all these things and share some of our crazy stories about what we do to try and lose weight and get healthy, as well as what we're doing wrong in that battle. So I guess you could call this the podcast diary of sorts, and each week we're going to break down our diet and exercise and have guests on the show who are going to talk about their stories too. So this is where we are for this week. This is my diet diatribe for the week of May 30th. Holy crap, we're almost in June, folks. This is insane. So as you all know, we've been in this quarantine mode. I think we've been here stuck in the house, um, unable to go out and go to the gym or any one of those things for about two months now. I got here into the beautiful state of Illinois at the end of March. I came at the very last day of March and so I've been stuck inside for April and May, which means no gym, no exercise routines, no yoga, none of those things. You really got to make your own way at home in order to get your exercise and diet regime going, which has not been all that successful for me. I have definitely gained at least 10 pounds during quarantine and now I am kind of in this panic mode where I'm determined to get rid of that weight that I've gained during the binging <laughs> and drinking and all kinds of other things in quarantine that I probably shouldn't have been doing. And then you cap that off with a fall that I took a couple of weeks ago where I broke my nose. Yes, I hit the top step, stumbled, and landed straight on my face on the doorstep. So that kind of set me back a little bit as well, since I was unable to, and it was not advised that I exercise for at least a week, possibly two, until the bone started to heal beneath the nose. Um, it was a gruesome and brutal experience that I would not <laughs> want to repeat anytime soon. And it was all because I was rushing from the car, getting something and not paying attention. And my slipper hit the top step and I was running and all kinds of other little, it was the perfect storm to create this terrible accident. So if I sound a little bit nasal, that is the reason why as well, I am still healing from that broken nose. But today I want to talk about something that is kind of a near and dear topic to my heart and something that I have been interested in doing and experimenting with and researching um, since I was in college. And I recall my dad doing this when I was a kid as well. And it's the topic of fasting. It's a really interesting subject. I wanna warn you that if you are considering fasting as an option for yourself, you really, really need to be careful. You need to see your doctor and make sure it's okay for you to do that. Make sure it's a health, you're healthy enough to participate in that sort of a thing. But fasting is a very interesting topic that has come up quite a bit in the news today. And I'm gonna talk about intermittent fasting. So I found this article on healthline.com. It's called Intermittent Fasting 101, The Ultimate Beginner's Guide. 
This was written by Chris Gunners. Intermittent fasting is currently one of the world's most popular health and fitness trends. People are using it to lose weight, improve their health, and simplify their lifestyles. Many studies show that it can have a very powerful effect on your body and brain and may even help you live longer. This is the ultimate beginner's guide to intermittent fasting. So what is it? First of all, it's an eating pattern that cycles between periods of fasting, not eating, and periods of eating. It doesn't specify which foods you should eat, but rather when you should eat them. In this respect, it's not a diet in the conventional sense, but more accurately described as an eating pattern. Common intermittent fasting methods involve 16-hour fasts or fasting for 24 hours twice a week. So the 16-hour fast would be every day. So you're eating for just that short little window and then fasting for 16 hours or fasting for 24 hours straight twice a week. This is intermittent fasting, essentially. But fasting has been a practice throughout human evolution. Ancient hunters and gatherers didn't have supermarkets, refrigerators, or food available all year round. Sometimes they couldn't find anything to eat, and as a result, humans have evolved to be able to function without food for extended periods of time. In fact, fasting from time to time is more natural than eating three to four meals per day. Fasting is also done for religious or spiritual reasons, including Islam, Christianity, Judaism, or Buddhism. Intermittent fasting methods. There are several different ways of doing intermittent fasting, all of which involve splitting the day or week into eating and fasting periods. During these fasting periods, you eat either very little or nothing at all. Here are some of the most popular ones. There's the 16-8 method, also called the Lean Gains Protocol. This one involves skipping breakfast and restricting your daily eating period to eight hours. That is probably between one and 9 p.m. Then you fast for 16 hours in between. The second one that's most popular is Eat, Stop, Eat. This involves fasting for 24 hours once a week or twice a week, for example, by not eating from dinner one day until dinner the next day. And then there's the 5-2 diet. With this method, you consume only about five to 600 calories on two non-consecutive days of the week and eat normally the other five days. So this is a very modified and simplified version of the other two. But by reducing your calorie intake, all of these methods can cause weight loss as long as you don't compensate by eating more during the eating periods. Many people find that the 16-8 method, that's the one where you fast for 16 hours and eat during that eight hour period. No, you don't eat eight hours straight, but you have your meals within that eight hour period. This one seems to be the simplest for most folks and the most sustainable, as well as the easiest to stick to, and it is also the most popular. So how does it affect your cells and hormones? When you fast, several things happen in your body at the cellular and molecular level. For example, your body adjusts hormone levels to make stored body fat more accessible when you fast. Your cells also initiate important repair processes and change the expression of genes. Here are some changes that occur in your body when you do fast. Number one, human growth hormone or HGH, the levels of growth hormone skyrocket, increasing as much as fivefold. This has benefits for fat loss and muscle gain. 
Insulin. Insulin sensitivity improves and levels of insulin drop dramatically. Lower insulin levels make stored body fat more accessible. And again, if you are diabetic or pre-diabetic, please, please, please do not try fasting because you could hurt yourself. But uh, it is definitely an issue with people that have normal insulin levels can improve their insulin sensitivity. Uh, cellular repair. When fasting, your cells initiate cellular repair processes, and this includes autophagy, where cells digest and remove old and dysfunctional proteins that build up inside the cells. Gene expression. There are changes in the function of genes related to longevity and protection against disease that happen when you fast as well. These changes in hormone levels, cell function, and gene expression are responsible for the health benefits of intermittent fasting. This can be a very powerful weight loss tool. And weight loss is the most common reason for people trying intermittent fasting. By making you eat fewer meals, intermittent fasting can lead to an automatic reduction in caloric intake. Additionally, intermittent fasting changes hormone levels to facilitate weight loss. In addition to lowering insulin and increasing growth hormone levels, it increases the release of fat-burning hormones. Because of these changes in hormones, short-term fasting may increase your metabolic rate as well by anywhere from 3 to 14%. By helping you eat fewer and burn more calories, intermittent fasting causes weight loss by changing both sides of the calorie equation. Studies show that intermittent fasting can be a very powerful weight loss tool. And in fact, a 2014 review study found that this eating pattern can cause a 3 to 8% weight loss over 3 to 24 weeks. And this is a pretty significant amount compared to most weight loss studies. According to the same study, people also lost 4 to 7% of their waist circumference, indicating a significant loss of harmful belly fat that builds up around your organs and causes disease. Another study showed that intermittent fasting causes less muscle loss than the more standard method of continuous calorie restriction. However, we do need to keep in mind that the main reason for fasting success, in particular intermittent fasting, is that it helps you eat fewer calories overall. If you binge and eat massive amounts during your eating periods, you may not lose any weight at all. So be very careful. So. Health benefits. Many studies have been done on intermittent fasting in both animals and humans, and these studies have shown that it can have powerful benefits for weight control and the health of your body and brain. It can even help you live longer. Here are the main health benefits of intermittent fasting. Number one, weight loss. As mentioned above, intermittent fasting can help you lose weight and belly fat without having to consciously restrict calories. Number two, insulin resistance. Intermittent fasting can reduce insulin resistance, lower blood sugar, and this can protect against type 2 diabetes. Number three, inflammation. Some studies show reductions in markers of inflammation, which is a key driver of many chronic diseases when people fast. Number four, heart health. Intermittent fasting may reduce bad LDL cholesterol, blood triglycerides, inflammatory markers, blood sugar, and insulin resistance. All of these are risk factors for heart disease. Cancer. Animal studies suggest that intermittent fasting can also help prevent cancer. Intermittent fasting increases the brain hormone BDNF and may aid the growth of new nerve cells. 
It may also help protect against Alzheimer's disease. And then finally, anti-aging. Intermittent fasting can extend lifespans in rats, and studies showed that fasted rats live 36 to 83% longer. And that is huge, folks. Keep in mind that research is still in its early stages and many of the studies are small, short-term, or conducted with animals. Many questions have yet to be answered in higher quality human studies. Intermittent fasting has one other benefit though. It makes your healthy lifestyle simpler. Eating healthy is simple, but it can be incredibly hard to maintain. One of the main obstacles is all of the work required to plan for and cook those healthy meals. Intermittent fasting can make things easier as you don't need to plan, cook, or clean up after as many meals as before. So for this reason, intermittent fasting is very popular among the life hacking crowd as it improves your health while simplifying your life at the same time. So who should be careful or avoid intermittent fasting? And this is a really, really important question since we kind of talked briefly about who should avoid fasting in general. But intermittent fasting is not for everyone. If you're underweight or have a history of eating disorders, you should not fast without consulting a health professional first. It can be very harmful for these folks. Should women fast? There is some evidence that intermittent fasting may not be as beneficial for women as it is for men. One study showed that it improved insulin sensitivity in men, but worsened blood sugar control in women. Human studies on this topic are unavailable at the moment, but studies in rats have found that intermittent fasting can make female rats emaciated, masculinized, infertile, and cause them to miss cycles. There are also anecdotal reports of women whose menstrual periods stopped when they started doing intermittent fasting and went back to normal when they resumed their previous eating patterns. For these reasons, women should be very careful when intermittent fasting, and they should also follow separate guidelines according to many professionals. Women should ease into the practice and stop immediately if they have any problems like absence of menstruation. If you have any issues with fertility or trying to conceive, consider holding off on intermittent fasting until you're finished with that process. This eating pattern is likely also a bad idea if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. So let's talk about safety and side effects. Hunger is the main side effect of intermittent fasting. You may also feel weak and your brain may not perform as well as you're used to. This may only be temporary and can take some time for your body to adapt to the new meal schedule. And if you have a medical condition, you should consult with your doctor before trying intermittent fasting. And this is really, really important, folks. If you have diabetes, if you have problems with blood sugar regulation, if you have low blood pressure, if you take medications, if you're underweight, if you have a history of eating disorders, if you're a woman who's trying to conceive, or if you're pregnant currently or breastfeeding. All that being said, intermittent fasting has an outstanding safety profile. There's nothing dangerous about not eating for a while if you're healthy and well-nourished overall. So here are some of the more frequently asked questions when it comes to intermittent fasting. Can I drink liquids during the fast? Many people that follow this lifestyle say yes, water, coffee, and tea, and other non-caloric beverages are fine, but you should not add sugar to your coffee. Small amounts of milk or cream may be okay in some instances. Coffee can be particularly beneficial during a fast as it can blunt hunger. 
Number two, isn't it unhealthy to skip breakfast? No, the experts say. The problem is that most stereotypical breakfast skippers have unhealthy lifestyles. If you make sure to eat healthy food for the rest of the day, then the practice is perfectly healthy overall. Number three, can I take supplements while fasting? Yes. However, keep in mind that many supplements are fat-soluble vitamins and they may work better when they are taken with meals. Number four, can I work out while I fast? Yes, fasted workouts are fine. Some people recommend taking blanched chain amino acids before a fasting workout. And you can find a lot of BCAA products on Amazon. That's the branched chain amino acids. But we would caution if you're about to have a hard workout or a long run and things of that nature and you are fasting, you want to be really, really careful because that can cause you to be weak or lightheaded in some instances. So just be careful and listen to your body. Number five, will fasting cause muscle loss? All weight loss methods can cause muscle loss, which is why it's important to lift weights and keep your protein intake high during your fasting periods. One study showed that intermittent fasting causes less muscle loss though than regular calorie restrictions. Number six, will fasting slow down my metabolism? No, they say. Studies show that short-term fasts actually boost your metabolism. However, longer fasts of three or more days can suppress your metabolism. Number seven, should kids fast? No, allowing your child to fast is probably a bad idea. They're in that growing period and they need those nutrients. So don't let your kids fast. But how do you get started on this whole thing? Chances are you've already done many intermittent fasts in your life. If you've ever eaten dinner and then slept late and not eaten until lunch the next day, then you've probably already fasted for at least 16 hours. Some people instinctively eat this way. They simply don't feel hungry in the morning. And I must say, I am one of those people. I have never been a breakfast person. I don't want to eat in the morning. I have no desire to eat until afternoon. So if you're one of those people, intermittent fasting may be great for you. Many people consider the 16-8 method the simplest and most sustainable way of intermittent fasting. And you may want to try this practice first as well. If you find it easy and feel good during the fast, then maybe try moving on to more advanced fasts like the 24-hour fast or one to two times a week or only eating five to 600 calories one to two days a week as well. Another approach is to simply fast whenever it's convenient. Simply skip meals from time to time when you're not hungry or don't have time to cook. There's no need to follow a structured intermittent fasting plan to derive at least some of the benefits. Experiment with the different approaches and find something you enjoy and that fits into your particular schedule. Okay, so should you try it? Intermittent fasting is not something that everyone needs to do and it's not for everyone. It's simply one of the many lifestyle strategies that can improve your health. Eating real food, exercising, and taking care of your sleep are still the most important factors to focus on. If you don't like the idea of fasting, then ignore this article and continue to do what works best for you. But I wanted to talk about it because it's something that's come up a lot recently. But at the end of the day, there's no one size fits all solution when it comes to nutrition. The best diet for you is the one you can stick to in the long run. Intermittent fasting is great for some people, but not for others. The only way to find out which group you belong to is to try it. If you feel good when fasting and find it to be a sustainable way of eating, it can be a very powerful tool to lose weight and improve your health. So that is it folks in a nutshell. 
I have been doing intermittent fasting since college. I started doing it, I, I don't know, my, I think my senior year of college or maybe my junior year when I met someone who was a track athlete and he used to do intermittent fasting from sunup to sundown. So he wouldn't eat or drink anything from the moment he woke up in the morning until the sun set in the evening. And I'm not sure if it was a religious thing for him, but I started doing that fasting program when I was in college and found that I liked it best and it served me well. So for me, sometimes I will do a fast from, you know, a 20 hour fast or something of that nature. And I don't do it consistently every day, but I'll do it for three and a four. I'll do it for three to four days in a row. And what I look for when I do my fasting is I want to feel the high energy because I feel like after a while of eating three meals every day, even if they're healthy meals for me, I start to feel like my system is slowing down and I feel kind of heavy and bloated and maybe gassy. And taking that period of time where I'm doing that intermittent fasting just makes me feel energized and helps it feel as though I'm not maintaining a bunch of undigested food in my stomach before I'm eating other things. So for me, it works for a variety of reasons and I have been doing it for, I don't know, almost 20 years now periodically. And the problems that I get into with weight gain and energy levels and things of that nature usually happen when I'm eating too much too often and too regularly. So when I throw the intermittent fasting into my diet and start doing it, I feel so much better. I can't even explain how good it feels to do intermittent fasting after you've been eating crap. But try it out. See how it works for you. See how you feel when you do it. And let me know. Shoot me an email. Diet Diatribe Podcast at yahoo.com or you can shoot me an email at lightningrodinfo at gmail.com and let me know what you think about intermittent fasting and if it's something that you enjoy. You know, you want to feel good about your body. You want to be healthy and allow your body to perform at its best. And I think just evolutionarily speaking, and I spoke about this earlier in the article, they included information about this as well. It's just we have been hunters and gatherers as a species for so long. It's only been within the last like 100, maybe 200 years that we've started eating meals regularly. So I think that the human body can adjust and adapt to eating less frequently and fasting for periods of time before we do consume more calories. And it can help us just as a whole to be healthier. So if you have any questions about this, you can shoot me an email or or just do a Google search. And you can also you know, talk to your doctor about it if you're serious and really want to try out that intermittent fasting because there are many different methods of doing it. Get yourself a book on Amazon that talks about the different methods and how they can benefit you. But as I mentioned earlier, you really, really, really want to be careful if you have any of those pre-existing health conditions. If you're trying to have a baby or if you're breastfeeding or pregnant or any one of those, you don't want to mess around with that fasting until you're finished with that or until you're healthy enough to do it. And then as well, listen to your body. If you start to feel weak or dizzy or it just doesn't feel right, then don't do it. I think that is so critical because we eat, 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 and eat, and we eat those three meals a day, and we tell ourselves that that's when we're supposed to eat and what we're supposed to eat, etc. If your body doesn't feel that way and you don't feel good when you do that, then maybe you should consider something else, an alternative way of dieting. 
so that you can feel good. There's no reason why you shouldn't listen to your body. And I think through the years and through the decades, you know, when you're growing up and your family tells you to clean your plate, your mom says, you know, you have to eat everything on your plate before you can leave the table. That really teaches us as a culture that we need to overeat and that it's not right unless you do overeat. So we need to listen to our bodies when we're hungry and when we're thirsty and not eat unless we're hungry. And the only way to do that is to start to be able to understand those cues that your body is giving when you're hungry. And I think intermittent fasting kind of resets that within your body and allows you to once again realize when you're hungry and only eat enough to satiate that hunger. Because that's the other thing. We tend to overeat as a society as well. We eat out a lot. And I know it's been challenging for a lot of people with this quarantine going on because a lot of people are eating out or ordering in or just doing things in a different way. And it can be really, really easy to overeat or eat more than your body really needs. So what you need to do is learn how to listen to those cues and figure out when you're full when you're tired or when you're maybe just thirsty because it's my understanding that a lot of people will eat thinking they're hungry when what they really want is to hydrate because their body is dehydrated so interesting interesting stuff if you want to find out more information about intermittent fasting just do a google search just be careful though when you're searching that the articles you're looking at are from reputable sources you don't want to look at something that comes from somebody that doesn't have studies to back up their science so that's it folks that's my diet diatribe for the week yes i am up by about 10 pounds and i'm probably 20 over where i should be on the whole and the exercise has been awful this week but I am coping and I am hopeful that I can get back on track and I have started back with the intermittent fasting this week and I'm feeling much better than I have over the last two months and hopefully I can continue that trend I will keep you all posted and let you know what happens until next time have a great week folks and get your diets on track bye for now